Be part of the conversation. Join the Hope Forum in Athens, October 25th and 26th. The only event connecting stakeholders from the West and North of Europe with the Balkans and the Mediterranean. For more information, visit our website at ehealthforum.org. Join us in Athens this October. You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello, this is Vicky Kolovu for Tech Talk Central. And I'm here with Ronnie Solomon from the US. She's an Executive Vice President and General Counsel for the ECRI Institute, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving healthcare through discovering and educating, I guess, on best medical procedures, devices, drugs, processes. Um, she will explain more on that. Um, amongst other things, I did read that the ECRI Institute and our speaker is really interested in health IT and its associated safety issues. First of all, welcome Ms. Solomon with us. For having, thank you for being with us. Can you hear me? Oh, I can. Hi, Vicki, and thanks so much for inviting me. Good morning. Good morning. You're in the US, so it is morning. I'm in Athens. It's afternoon. <laughs> it's nice. Technology. So please do explain to us what ECRI does and why do you think safety is a big concern? Sure. Uh, safety is absolutely a big concern, and this is something that ECRI has been focusing on for about five decades. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a strong focus on looking at the safety of healthcare technology during those five, five decades. So... Um, you know, one might ask, why is health IT safety so important right now? Mm -hmm. And of course, one of the big reasons is because of the incredible rapid spread and the incredible adoption of health IT. If we look back over the past five or ten years, this is a technology that has rolled out um, very quickly across many uh, care settings. So it's really across the continuum. It's in acute care as well as other care settings. So just like any other technology, when something rolls out so quickly, mm -hmm. you really have to look for potential hazards. And we know that health IT has enormous potential to make care safer and has enormous potential for higher quality. And that happens when it's uh, designed and implemented and used appropriately. But all of those three things can have safety issues associated with them. Give us some examples of hazards that you have um, uh, realized all these years. Oh, Maybe the sure. latest, you know, most recent. Yeah, and let me actually give you some background on that because mm -hmm. um, uh, by way of background, one of the things that Agri Institute does is run patient safety reporting programs. And we work very carefully, very closely and carefully with hospitals and healthcare providers. And they share with us the sensitive issues and the sensitive problems and the things that go wrong. Over the years, we have captured about three and a half million of these events. Wow. Of problems and near misses. And what we've been doing over the past couple of years is to shine a spotlight on whether those events involved health IT. Mm -hmm. So as the technology is rolled out, we've been saying, hey, does this technology ever play a role in these patient safety events? So sure, let me give you 
um, you know, a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen health IT-related errors result from system malfunction, from the incorrect use of the system, from interoperability issues, from, um, you know, implementations that could have uh, been better. So, But let me give you a couple of examples. So patient identification is something that we're looking at very closely now. And we've seen cases where a patient is associated with the wrong patient Uh in the the, uh, electronic health record. So, for example, in one case, a nurse noticed that uh, the patient's date of birth was incorrect on the wristband. Mm -hmm. And when the nurse looked further into it, she found out that the patient's record was connected with her husband's record. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when they brought up the record electronically, the wrong record was brought up, the patient had uh, a transfusion administered when there shouldn't have been one. Another thing that we see a lot are, um, and this probably isn't going to be an issue uh, in Europe, but here in the, U- in the U- U.S., we're still using pounds instead of kilograms. So we see a lot of issues where, let's say, a patient's weight is entered as kilograms, but it was really the pounds. You know, so a child, you know, they might a child who might weigh forty pounds, they're put in as forty kilograms, and then they get the wrong medication. So one of um, I'm sorry for interrupting you. In your recent speech at HIMSS, you mentioned the copy paste. And that really struck me because since we do ask more niche questions because we have a lot of developers listening, that was really interesting. And uh, there was a few suggestions about, um, first of all, please try to explain what you mean by the copy-paste issue and what would you propose? Yeah. Um, Well, we actually have issued a set of recommendations for the safe use of copy and paste, and and we'd be happy to share those with you. Um, and this is where information is copied from one part of the chart and then, you know, pasted into the chart again. So it's not cut and paste, but it's copy and pasted. And the way that we look at copy and paste, it can, it can make care more efficient mm-hmm. as long as it's done appropriately. Now, we have seen cases where, for example, um, information was copied from one chart and put into another chart inadvertently. Mm-hmm. And that happens if somebody has four or five records open on their desktop at the same time. True. So, of course, you know, that's a mistake. That's mm-hmm. an error. And there should be ways to, pre- to prevent that. But other problems occur when people copy and paste information um, that may be in- inappropriate, like, you know, perhaps something like vital signs. Mm-hmm. So a person's vital signs are obviously changing, and if you're copying and pasting those, you could be uh, sharing inaccurate information. Mm-hmm. And we sort of do it mechanically, so sometimes we don't think so much about what it is we're pasting um, compared to writing it. It's a good point. And I think that with the Control-C, Control-V commands, we've made it easier to do that. So we're inviting this 
And there are safe uses and there are efficient uses, but it really does raise the flag to be more careful. So what we're recommending is that um, providers and vendors have a mechanism to make copy and paste material easily identifiable, to Mm -hmm. make it conspicuous so that somebody, you know, when they look at the chart, they know that something's been copied and pasted. Um, okay, so there's a lot of information somebody can find on your website, which is ecri.org. Um, it's, it's very informative. Um, but I want to note out something that I read that is really important, and that has to do with your independence. I understand that you have actually laboratories where you test medical devices and procedures and your outcomes, you, you don't accept, for example, your website says you don't accept advertisement or, I don't know, sponsorships maybe, which uh, gives you independence. But can you really, I, I want you to point out that, um, because uh, in my world, my technology world, it, the first thing comes into mind and says, well, you know, how do you pick out which software is suitable, which is not good, which is bad, and I think that is better, and you get paid. That's how you accept it. But I read you don't, so I'd like you to emphasize that, please. Yeah, well, thanks, Vicki. Um, what you're bringing up now are part of ECRI Institute's you know, very deep roots. And when um, our organization was created about 50 years ago, we decided it would be an independent, nonprofit organization and that we'd have very strict conflict of interest rules because one of the things that we do, as you said, is evaluate products and publish comparative evaluations. And so in order to get good information about comparative, good comparative information, it's got to be trustable. It's got to be credible. Mm -hmm. And so those conflict of interest rules that you talked about are um, really a very fundamental part of how we operate. So, yes, we have laboratories, and we do conduct bench studies. And, for example, we have engineers in our labs who are uh, testing different models of anesthesia machines or physiologic monitors or even things like needle stick prevention devices. Mm -hmm. And um, our staff is not allowed to own stock in those technologies, we actually have our tax returns checked every year mm-hmm. um, to ensure compliance. And ECRI Institute does not accept uh, money from the medical device or pharmaceutical sector uh, for consulting or for development. Mm-hmm. Anybody can you know, purchase our off-the-shelf publications, um, but we don't take money from them, and we don't carry any advertising. Mm-hmm. So we think that these rules are really important to underpin uh, independence and integrity. We want people to be able to count on what we say. So so what do you how do you redistribute or just distribute all the information, all the outcomes that you um, derive? You mentioned up to you've identified up to over three million issues. Uh, when you find these issues and have some solutions or suggestions, how do you uh, Disseminate this? Is it only in the U.S.? Is it worldwide available information? Yeah, our information is available worldwide. We have uh, membership programs. Thousands and thousands of hospitals um, are members, and they do get information from ACRI. 
And then, of course, we also disseminate on uh, our public website. So we've got lots of membership programs. They all focus on safety, effectiveness, and cost, and um, also have publicly available information. Do software companies are software companies? Do you find that software companies are interested in uh, gaining access to this information? Yeah, I, software um, companies, medical device companies, health IT developers. Uh, all of those um, are able to subscribe to Agri Institute publications and information. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I know you will be at eHealth Week, uh, which is happening in Amsterdam in Europe. HIMSS Europe is organizing that. Um, what will you be talking there about? HIMSS uh, and the eHealth Week have asked me to talk about health IT safety. So we mm-hmm. shall be sharing information. Uh, that we've gotten through um, a partnership for health IT patient safety, mm-hmm. which is a multi-stakeholder collaborative uh, involving healthcare providers and health IT developers and um, safety researchers. So we're looking forward to sharing that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We'll be looking forward to that. So my last question for today is: I'm going to talk about, about a little bit about cyber attacks. It's a little bit bigger. Um, but it did happen in February in um, in the uh, Hollywood Presbyterian, I think it was called Medical Center, um, which was a few hackers were holding um, hostage the whole hospital. They were asking for ransom in Bitcoin, might I say, which is interesting, um, in exchange to release the access to the data. Uh, can, do you see that as a real problem? Is there, what should hospitals, it's frightening for me as a potential, I don't know if I'm a patient, but it's frightening. Um, in your opinion and your expertise, uh, what should hospitals be doing about that? Yeah, you're raising a really concerning issue, and I suspect this is on the minds of um, hospital CEOs. And this is the kind of thing that's keeping people up at night. And in mm-hmm. fact, I don't know if you saw this, Vicki, but two more California hospitals were attacked by Oh, no. Yeah, it hit the news this morning. I'll be happy to share it with you. Um, I think this is a serious issue. Uh, It takes, I mean, basically hospitals are in a position where they have to take down the electronic health record, and, of course, that creates safety risks. And um, what everybody's going to need are contingency plans for how to handle patient care to ensure safety while those records are down. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the kind of advice, will they be turning to you for advice on this? I mean, it's a more of a holistic uh, approach because the, the attack can come from anywhere. It's not like use this kind of program or this safety lock. It could enter, they could enter from any any stage. But um, I, do you look at uh, approaches that are more holistic, like... Uh, in this case, would be needed? I missed what you just said. That would be... Uh, yeah. Do, do, you, do you tackle problems at this scale? That, that's one question. Yeah. It's so yeah, big. It's, it's, um, this is a topic that um, it's been suggested that the partnership look at. Uh-huh. And we have not yet. We 
would have an interest because of the downtime aspect mm-hmm. and the safety aspect. I do think that hospitals are bringing in the FBI and their local, uh, you know, criminal enforcement authorities. This is this is an important issue. There may be other industries that we can look to, like the financial industry, mm-hmm. to learn some best practices. And I suspect that's a good place to start to reach out to other industries that have um, been very proactive and that have come up with ways to prevent these kinds of attacks. I think I'll agree with you on that one. So I'm looking forward to your speech in Amsterdam. Thank you very much, uh, Ronnie Solomon, for being with us. Thanks, Vicky. I look forward to meeting you face-to-face. Same here. So this was Vicky Colovo for Tech Talk Central. I was talking with Ronnie Solomon. She's Executive Vice President at ECRI Institute. Um, to, be, to be honest, the topic amazed me that there was an organization dealing with uh, safety in health IT. And I think it's a crucial issue that we're just approaching right now. We're real at the beginning still. Um, but we're going to be seeing a lot of things in the future. So bye-bye from me right now. You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Be part of the conversation. Join the Health Forum in Athens, October 25th and 26th. The only event connecting stakeholders from the West and North of Europe with the Balkans and the Mediterranean. For more information, visit our website at ehealthforum.org. Join us in Athens this October.